Uh, she was just a walking down the street singing Ooh, I did diddy dum diddy do. She look good, look good, look fine, look fine, look good, look fine. I never on my mind. That's all recorded, by the way, guys. I'm definitely going in and start the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Show live from the Radisson Hotel. I keep saying live, it's definitely not live in Baton Rouge in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game. We've just returned from Zachary Broncos High School Football. Got some great interviews for that for you and we'll be previewing all of the Sunday games plus looking back on Thursday night football. Loads to get into. This is the Gridiron Show. All right, welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game. We are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just outside of New Orleans, where we've been at some high school football, and we're now sat in our hotel room watching a bit of Washington Stanford. Exciting stuff. Uh, joined, as always, on these trip podcasts by Simon Clancy, Matthew Sherry. You can say hello if you want, Simon. Hello. Uh, and uh, Ollie Hunter. So can I say hello? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, that's just an assumed thing that you're going to talk whenever you want to, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> just just I mean, look at him. He's sat there like an oversized man baby with his head on eight pillows. <laughs> it took literally, he's, and he's not even he's not even moving. His microphone is connected to his headphones. He's got his arm under his pillow, which is lent on his face. He, so he, he literally doesn't have to move. Take a photo of me. Yeah, yeah, I will do. Don't worry. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we just first of all, thank you for all the lovely feedback about the Mannings pubcast. We've got some really nice comments. Uh, we will do more from... Is that like our third pubcast? Oh, no, because we did a, a coffee shop cast. Pretcast. A pretcast. That was a much better name I'll for it. I'll tell you what we should do. Because we couldn't get in. Is a live show in front of a studio audience there in, will, a, in a little theatre. But the thing is, we could do a... We are talking about doing something around uh, the games in London next year. We could right. do a live show in a pub. Hey, thanks for letting me know. Quite easily. You'll be involved. <laughs> oh, will I now? I found, I found out about this week. So. Might, sorry, sorry, Clancy, I don't know anything. No. So I, just, we're, I never we're get told. in the dark, mate. When, no. has, when has Ollie Two known stars, anything? always left in the dark. <laughs> never get told. <laughs> this entire... The, the, the amount of times Ollie says to you on this trip, have we got a press pass for this? Have we? Yeah. He literally, what does he do? But amazingly, Ben never sent him an itinerary. Ben didn't add him to the WhatsApp group. It's basically like Ollie's not here. But he's been brilliant with everybody else. Yeah, you know, no, and, no. and he's very good at what he does. But for some reason, I have been massive, massively marginalised. Yeah, and I, I probably blame that for me because I personally like to try and take the limelight at all times. <laughs> I'm getting it out there now so it doesn't come from you lot. I almost fell over. <laughs> <laughs> you almost, almost did a sherry. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I just say, this is borderline agony for me with this earphone on my badly battered and bruised ear. Do you want to swap the ears over so you can have it off? Can I, really, can I yeah. do it? It's really hurt. Yeah, fingers crossed it doesn't pick up too much of that ludicrously loud air conditioning. But just, what what I don't know what colour you are. So, uh, yeah. I'll white, just, mate. You how how did you do that? How, how did you? Uh, it, was six, it was a war accident. I mean, it was six o'clock in the morning. 
It was six o'clock in the morning. I was massively drunk. Coming in, this was last night, which, by the way, <laughs> we'll talk about Thursday Night Football. What a night last night was. We went to see Jay-Z. Oh, These guys went brilliant. and watched Thursday Night Football in a bar. And then we stayed out till six in the morning drinking with some great people. I had seven hours kit. Uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> seven hours kit that was interrupted. <laughs> that was interrupted by a, a massive heifer lump falling in the door <laughs> and then falling on top of his suitcase and almost breaking it. And then going, don't worry, it's me, it's me. <laughs> After you had woke up said, who's there, who's there, what's going on? Well, unsurprisingly, because it sounded like a Sherman tank was being driven through a wall. <laughs> Uh, with Peter Beardsley driving it. <laughs> which, were you were you woken I up? Look in, at that face. <laughs> are we a man? <laughs> why a man? Why a front slake? Where you um? Oh no! I lost it. He's like our little guys already. Good eyes, Gaza. How weird, man! How weird! How weird, man! Like Gaza, I am a troubled genius. Oh God! Who's got the ego? Um, uh, <laughs> you will. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the discussion. <laughs> That's more of a statement of fact than a. Kind of walked into that one. Can I, can I just ask, where else did you walk into, which also woke up uh, Simon Clancy? The guy is drunk! <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not he's, a, he's, a, he's asking you. Will. He's asking oh, you. Will. Yeah, because I, an hour later, I walked. <laughs> an hour later, there was a at the door, and I was still awake because locomotive Sherry was still snoring, <laughs> and I thought it was the room service, uh, the cleaning lady. And I thought, well, Christ, this is you, early. You at told seven me o'clock. to go away at first, and I opened the door, and who was standing there in his pantaloons? <laughs> The big red bear. Three floors down from his own room, so he'd had to manoeuvre his way through a busy hotel in just his pants to stand outside the door. The, the thing is, as well. Right. right, let me tell the story from my end as it was me that it happened to. Oh, man. God forbid anybody else tells the story. I, I, I got up uh, to go to the toilet an hour after going to bed. And uh, took a wrong instead of <laughs> took a wrong turning, instead of going through the bathroom door, I walked out <laughs> into the hallway. <laughs> the door shut behind me, leaving me locked <laughs> out of the bathroom in just my pants. And then, uh, and then I was faced at with this seven in the morning. I was faced with this face literally oh. at the door that just said, "Have you got a sheet or a duvet?" And I felt like just handing him one and just letting him just sleep. In the corridor. So, Ollie was Ollie was Ollie was so passed out from being hammered himself that I had to go and bang on his. I tried to bang on the door, didn't get any response. It's, it's not like when I went downstairs. When I went downstairs, I've got to tell you, I waited for a while outside. When I went downstairs, I got. I thought I'd got really, really lucky in that nobody had come out of their rooms. The entire time, I was like, I'm going to get away with this. I'm going to get down to their room without being seen. And then three doors down from you, a woman opened her door just as I walked past. <laughs> Christ, and, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, seriously, can you imagine? And the, me straight back in. <laughs> what the, in earth is and, this? and the worst part of it is I caught a glimpse over her shoulder to the open, the, the window where the curtains were open, and it was pure blinding daylight outside which is when I realised just how late it was and somebody's at the door somebody's at the door it's going to be Ben Mortimer is it going to be well? it'll be Ben Mortimer oh, this isn't like some Noel's house party where we're suddenly going to have an amazing special guest turning <laughs> up Mr Blobby <laughs> it's going to be the delightful uh, Ben Mortimer who's going to be 
wandering in through the door. Hey, buddy, how's it going? We've already started because, yeah, it's it's all good. We're all tired and want to go to bed, but you've just missed out on the stories about how drunk I was last night, so it's fine. Uh, probably for the best so, anyway. So I why, just... why have you just given your headset over to Ben? when We've, we've got a, a mobile mic. <laughs> that would have made so much more sense. I, I was as passed out as Ollie was, which ultimately meant... A couple of hours later, I just woke up with that big guy next to me in bed. Yeah, I actually, uh, yeah, I was, I was a mess. I'm can really I just, sorry. Can I just interrupt? On SportsCenter right now, it's all these, because uh, it's, it's Veterans Weekend in the US this weekend, and they're showing all these clips of, uh, of military veterans coming back, uh, and you know, you know when they get surprised by their families at sporting events. It's incredibly emotional. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I've, a taken, I've, taken, I've taken the air completely out of the joviality. But I'm getting quite uh, I, th- we, Before this, we had Larry Fitzgerald's football life on. And I, I watched 30 seconds of it and thought I was going to cry. I love that man so much. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah. Coming up on the show, we're going to be hearing from... I'm going to forget what the quarterback's name is. The quarterback from <coughs> Zachary <coughs> Broncos High School. Keenan Brown. Yeah. Keenan oh, Brown. Oh, yeah. As if you're the one who's plugged that. K-E-I-N-A-N Brown. Uh, Keenan Brown, sophomore quarterback. We'll also be hearing from the head coach and from the dad of the boy, of the 15-year-old, the fastest 15-year-old in the world, as he will tell you throughout the interview. What a guy that guy was. Uh, And we'll talk a bit about our experiences there. We'll talk about Thursday Night Football. Stanford have just taken a lead against number nine Washington, which is a fairly big upset if they... um Especially on the Washington defense, which has got a host of NFL stars, Keyshawn Barrera, the number seven linebacker, he misses that tackle there. Do you know when? Do you know when the best time to talk about live sport going on is on a podcast that people aren't going to listen to till this game's finished? What's, what's the point in you saying we need to put this game on and let, let's talk about it? it? No, I didn't say anything about talking about it. I just wanted to watch the game while we were doing the podcast. Unbelievable. It's all about, it's literally all about <coughs> Let's hear more stories about, about Drum Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us another story about your last week. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we'll come, the actual football. we'll come to Thursday Night Football. We'll come to the preview of the weekend as well. Ben, do you want to jump on and talk on the microphone? Or are you just quite happy standing there and looking at uh, Fox Sports 1? Simon Clancy is the person I was thinking would be the, the microphone. You just hand over for a moment. We don't at the moment, but do you mind just jumping on for a second and having a chat with us? Away. I thought he actually had a, a head mic. He's, he's the best. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. There's, there's, there's been a problem with the equipment. It's, it's fine. Don't We're worry. figuring I can, out I can as be we brief. go. Uh, I want to apologise for that WhatsApp message I just sent, by the way. There was what a, WhatsApp message? There's an unfortunate typo in there. <laughs> That's what I want to hear on a podcast. Um, yeah, so... The uh, shut I'm off to right. Okay, I now understand. Uh, <laughs> good. I'm not allowed to say what that typo there is, though, unfortunately. It, I just, was, it was genuine. It was a genuine error. I just wanted to make sure, Ben, that you were having a delightful time as well, and that everything was going well for you, and that the the the, the guys in this group are great, and we're having really good fun. Uh, I'd, I'd love to say otherwise, but no, it, it's fantastic. Why and, would you love to say you, otherwise? Uh, well, just because it. it Provoke, provoke some controversy and it might be quite funny but um, no it's, you're all great and uh, I think you've all added your own sort of special twist um, to, uh, to, this, to this tour and I think my special twist was <laughs> having a woman open the door on me while I was just in my pants in the hallway true. of the hotel true at 7am um, this morning but 7am but, uh, in the morning it, it adds layers and, and I think as, 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 as social hosts go um, you guys have all been very good. So, yeah, yeah. four, four, Thanks, five, yeah. six straight days of drinking 
has very much caught up with me in the last half an hour yeah. and I'm feeling very tired. <laughs> so, right. Social hosts. Hosts, he said. Hosts. But then we're talking about Will. I just Let, gave my view podcast. of what let's happened. Not, let's not talk about Washington Stanford. Let's talk about <laughs> Willie. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. 100%. It's a How did everyone else feel about it? Oh, so no one's going to talk. I see. Great. No, I don't will. Yeah, you just keep holding court, man. Oh, I'm not happy about this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. It's all about you. Yes. <laughs> so this tired. is exactly what he wants. Um, let's, uh, yeah. So, you're having a great time, Ben. That's it's, it's good. Yes, I am. <laughs> New Orleans was delightful. That was great amazing. And I, think, I had a great time in New Orleans. Yeah. What everyone did everyone did. else do? Uh, Matt, what did you think of New Orleans? It's the best city I've ever been to, genuinely. You're not one for hyperbole, but I'm not. It, it, it really is an amazing. But, but city. genuinely, I mean, I love, I loved uh, my previous two were Denver and San Diego, and I ultimately didn't think they'd be top, but it was just awesome, and there's so many different elements to it. It's it's a great city. I'd highly recommend anybody listening who's thinking about maybe he's booking a trip with Ben and. And, and that kind of thing. I know that Ben had some conversations last night about potentially enhancing the New Orleans experience from a touchdown trips perspective anyway, but ultimately it, it, it's just a great city. So, and, and the South is a great place to watch football. Yeah. Yeah, proper, um, proper football, Matt. Like, I, people talk about football being a religion here. Going to a high school game tonight and seeing just how important it was to the town of Zachary in Louisiana was awesome. Really, really good fun. We'll talk about that as we talk more about the game. But yeah, I've had a glorious time. Everyone else seems to have had a good time as well. So, what else am I meant to do? Am I meant to say we've all had a glorious time and speak yeah. for you? Is that what I'm meant to do? Or am I meant to, to give my opinion and then you give your opinions in a normal, conversive human fashion? Which is it? We've had a great time. We, we've all had a great time, I think. We have, Ollie, you're correct. Ollie's had a great time. It's even better. I really have. Yeah. yeah. It's right. even better being support acts in the world's longest one-man show. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things you've ever said. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the world, <laughs> And on that bombshell, I'm going to go to bed. So Great. I'm going to give the mic back to Simon. Do we want to talk any more about the rest of the stuff we did last night? Ollie, how was Jay-Z? Jay-Z was amazing. I had a great day yesterday. Did a swamp tour. Held Justin. Uh, which Just is a... Not, not the Irish guy on the tour. No, no, no. A, a little alligator, which was weird, because it was just weird. You fit in so well on that tour with your, with your green army hat and your green coat. You looked like you could be running the tour. Yeah, it was, it was great. And your beard. It was fantastic. It was great. It was really cold. He didn't have the voice of Randy, though, did he? Oh, what a voice. Why? And Randy had the skin and tan of, well, like, it was like leather. He had a, an alligatory type skin. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Blow, blowing did you know? Ollie's mind. Huh? How, were you touching him? You could see it. Like a really dark tan. It was, it was really impressive, wasn't it? Oh, Sharon? one of the best. Was he leathery? No. It's he literally wasn't. the first thing I said to him. Yeah, yeah. You've got a red tan, Randy. And then he went, let's get out on the water. <laughs> oh, what a guy. Was he Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> um, so these guys went on a swamp tour. Me and me and Clancy went off and ate. Or, or Simon. I mean, uh, uh, me, and, <laughs> me and Simon. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that wasn't... What? 
Me and Simon. <laughs> I love that we've called you Clancy all trip. It's taken till now. It, it's t- as soon as the podcast goes on. Um, me and Simon went on a lovely walk around Treme. Uh, we went and got some amazing chicken. Oh, we went and got our haircuts and beard trims first. Went and got some amazing chicken in uh, at Willie Mays, which... Uh, we went to Willie Mays. Willie Maysing. I'm just waiting for him to say and they happen to have just tweeted me. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I, I actually was going to mention that. I realised we only recorded the last podcast last night, so we already talked about the Willie Mays chicken, amazing experience. Willie Maysing. Yeah, there's there's something in there. I was trying to figure it out, but I just decided may, to try may, and pass over it. Me and Ali have since had the Willie Mays chicken as well, and it was beautiful, wasn't it? It, it, it took me. Yeah. About 40 minutes of constant so, eating to eat it. <laughs> Not only does it do fried chicken better than we do, yeah. which was to be expected, their gravy and peas were also <laughs> much better than any other man in the UK. And as a man from the north, gravy and peas are <laughs> you know a staple, they did? Of, his, it was a staple they did? of his diet. Do you know what they did? Breakfast, dinner and lunch. Do you know what they did? They didn't just have knife and forks and spoons and, and, and do it properly like adults. Like big human men babies, they drank it <laughs> The gravy, they drank it out of polystyrene cup like it was going out of fashion. Like they had no water for days. And then they found a pot of peas, which they said, oh, these are the softest peas I've ever had. And then they almost rubbed them on their face like, like it was some sort of moisturiser. The peas were great. They were so good. Stage, what about the bread pudding? Oh, oh, oh. Well, the, the bread pudding you gave me one bite of. Oh, now, to, be fair, to be fair, he said, that's too big a bit. Get me a smaller bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he absolutely did. Yeah, but it was. And then, <laughs> but then you gave me one bite. He literally he said that's all he wanted. That's all I wanted. Uh, and then today... You've got to play along. Which are, <laughs> <laughs> you've really got to play along. You're making, you're making you, it you so much worse. You complete clown. Um, but then you guys we watched Thursday Night Football across two bars in the end. But I didn't. I stayed in one place. Right. Well, you can be our Thursday Night Football correspondent then, as you actually watch the whole game in a single place with the sound on. Um, big talking points coming out of the Seahawks win over the Cardinals. Uh, they could potentially be in trouble with the NFL. They are under review for... Uh, for not putting Russell Wilson under the concussion protocol and the Richard Sherman injury. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I literally haven't. I've, I watched the two-minute highlights on the NFL YouTube, and that's all I've seen of this game. So I'm going to literally not talk for the next couple of minutes while you all talk Christ, about Thursday Night Time it. Guess the guest stopwatch on this. What's the over-under of how long he can stay I mean, silent there's for? There's literally no, there's nothing Vegas has got on this man. Uh, he's even turned his mic off. He's four years old. <laughs> he'll still, he'll still grab ollies. Uh, it, was a, it was, it was, it was a great bad game, if that makes sense. In that, you know, there were lots of mistakes. A typical kind of Thursday night stuff. Loads of injuries. And I know Doug Baldwin was very, very outspoken in the game in the uh, press conference afterwards, talking about how the NFL is kind of ruining players and. You know, uh, there's so little turnaround and, uh, and injuries have become more and more frequent on a, on a Thursday night. Dwayne Brown went off injured. DJ Humphreys went off injured. Uh, that's both left tackles. Cam Chancellor went out of the game for a little while. There was an injury to uh, Tavon Branch, who looked like he badly twisted his knee on a Jimmy Graham touchdown. Russell Wilson took a, a really vicious shot from Carlos Dansby under the chin, which... He, he went off and sort of came back on and went under the hood for about eight seconds and, came, you know... Clearly, I mean, didn't look like he underwent a great deal of concussion protocol. Well, I've got inside scoop on that. Nice. When he went into the tent, this is what, what he was asked. Do you have concussion? No. That was it. Brilliant. 
there you go. I mean, that's why that's why there are um, independent doctors on the sidelines for just those important factors. Um, so yeah, and it was a, you know it was a decent game, and then I suppose it was you know underlined by the by the fact that as we've always discussed the paucity of offensive talent for the Seahawks, you know, in terms of you know they brought in Dwayne Brown and they brought in Jimmy Graham, but really no run game apart from Doug Baldwin, no receive. You know, Paul Richardson is is a fine deep threat, but you know. It's the Russell Wilson show, and he, and he made it clear with that third quarter play where he span around twice, evaded two defenders on two separate occasions, and uh, and launched a kind of a, a fairly hopeful ball to Doug Baldwin, who took it sort of 60 yards down the left sideline, which set up what was the the touchdown that essentially put the game away. And it was you know archetypal Wilson. Uh, uh, was there any? I am coming in just with a question at this point. Oh, oh well, here we go. What, um, uh, yeah, what do we reckon that was? Because I, I was two thirty. I was timing it. Uh, where is it? Where I said is two it? minutes. So there you go. I am um, a minute thirty-five. I wanted uh, to. I can uh, tell you that it was exactly two twenty-four. One forty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make it. He didn't make two minutes. I've got oh, a question. <laughs> it was. It was a question for someone who didn't watch the game. How early did Richard Sherman go down? What did the defence look like without him? Because that's obviously a big piece to be missing from what's meant to be your best year. It certainly went down in the second half, um, I'd say third quarter, and it was obvious from the, on the sideline that he was walking around saying, and ESPN had picked up that he'd said, it's torn, it's torn. There was a big hug between him and Russell Wilson. Anybody that read that Seth Wickersham article that was caused quite a lot of controversy pre-season in terms of the relationship between Sherman and, and the defence and Wilson and how they, in inverted commas, blame Wilson for for losing that Super Bowl against the Patriots there was quite a nice moment between the two of them but it seemed fairly obvious that it was pretty serious and it wasn't you know may have only been about 10 or 12 minutes after the game when when Pete Carroll confirmed that he was out for the season Uh, Shaquille Shaquille Griffin's played really well the rookie cornerback um, has played really well Uh, you know and it's kind of mend and make doing that secondary obviously without Earl Thomas last night as well Cam Chancellor like I said went out I, I, I think the Seahawks now are on life support in terms of getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, they, they if you look at the rest of this schedule, they're 6-3 and three now, so they're tied atop the NFC West for the moment on wins with the, with the Rams going into the weekend. Um, they have to play the Falcons, the Eagles, the Jags, the Rams, uh, and the Cowboys all over the coming weeks. So it's it's a tough road to, to sled anyway. They've also got the 49ers and the Cardinals, which are two teams they should wax no matter who they're putting on the field from their 53, to be quite honest. But um, it, it will be interesting to, to see how strong they go into the playoffs. And I do th- I feel like Seattle, when they haven't had home field advantage in recent years, that's been a real problem for them um, in the playoffs. Combined with the paucity of offensive talent, yeah, it's it's opened up the NFC for a lot of other teams to potentially clamber on in there and get involved. Are there any other talking points from Thursday Night Football you want to kind of get to? I mean, other than Russell Wilson making a ludicrous play. Drew Stanton's not very good. Uh, was, Adrian, was Adrian Peterson any good? No. Fumbled on his very first carry. What and about... They, they just put nine men in the box. What about Big Fitz? Uh, again, you know, Russ... Um, Drew Stanton was so inaccurate that Fitzgerald really had no chance. So, uh, the, to be totally fair to him, if there were, t- I'd say there were probably between ten and twelve drop drop catches. Wow! I mean, not all on on the receivers and not all on Stanton, but generally his accuracy was horrific throughout uh, the game and really left them without a gr- much of a chance. And what about on defense? Uh, your two. Um, defensive backs that, yeah, uh, that Ty- you wrote that brilliant article about. That's very sweet. Ty Matthew doesn't look the same player, I've got to say. He doesn't look the same player. 
Um, and actually, what's interesting is that Buda Baker is, is playing more and more and more and is looking like the sort of player that we thought he was going to be um, coming into this. In fact, just watching his old team playing now. Although obviously Will doesn't care about that because by the time you listen to it, it'll be over. So what's the score now? <laughs> well, it's 17-14 to Stanford, actually, which is a bit of an upset. Oh, okay. You know? How long's uh, left? Uh, 4.36 in the third. Clock's ticking. Should, should mean that by the end of the pod, it'll be finished and you can give a little review of it. Yeah, nice, huh? Yeah, lovely. Great stuff. Beauty. Good man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think that's Thursday Night Football covered. Great work, guys. Do we want to talk about the high school game we went to today or preview the weekend first? Just do the weekend. All right, just do the weekend. I mean, literally the weekend. <laughs> it's like three o'clock in the morning or something. Okay, fine. That's, it's or just midnight. talk about the high school game. It's midnight. <laughs> I mean, you guys, any time, Simon, you want to head off and go to bed, you are more than welcome. I'd rather have you here for the whole pod, but genuinely, I'm, I'm if you're tired, it's I'm, all good. Let's, okay, let's let's look forward to the weekend games. We can actually the high school stuff is timeless, so we can put it in next week. So I tell you what, we'll have those interviews for you next week because Simon is yawning on mic. By the way, Clint, who's on this tour, who has turned out to be one of the the real characters. Of can this you tour, play his question? In big big fan of him. I, I can probably try and get it up. Clint, um, not only not, not only last night. Another rough night in South Raleigh. I'm not answering the um, door to you at seven o'clock. Don't worry, buddy. Um, um, I guarantee um, you that much. Locked uh, um, out or not, Lord? Um, let's. <laughs> again I've gone again uh, the um, yeah Clint who last night at Jay-Z Clint came to Jay-Z despite the fact that he couldn't name a single Jay-Z song and had a great time <laughs> he had when a great we, time when we asked him about what music he likes to listen to he said can someone else do the accent Ollie can you do the accent and say what he said because I'm terrible at accents oh, I can't do it it's a Mancunian accent he went oh my wife um, my wife Always wants my to wife, kill me. Yeah, my wife, you know. My wife, uh, because. <laughs> All right, then. Because <laughs> wife says, ah, uh, what did she say? Because I, my wife wants to kill me because I'm always listening to Britney Spears in the car. Oh, 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 I can't say that. What era? Sorry, Spears? what? <laughs> what era? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy's the double of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> he is. He is a huge Britney Spears fan. To be fair, we Ben Roethlisberger might like Britney Spears. We said, "What do you like when you're in the? What do you What do you listen to when your wife's not in the car? Britney Spears. What do you listen to around the house? It's the same. He's just a huge Britney Spears fan." But but I, what were we talking about, Clinton, for again? Oh, today he did a literally forty-five second long yawn whilst all of us watched him, and it was incredible. I've never seen anything like this. It was amazing. And it uh, coincided, coincided with, with the halftime act at this high school game, which was a, an amazing cheerleading thing. God, I thought the, the yawn was the halftime act. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, we love Clint. Uh, we do love Clint a lot. Um, what I, I can't remember why we even got into that. We'll talk about the high school game more. Well, let's go Simon Clancy was yawning. Uh, this is uh, Clint's question. Come on. It's got to work. It's not working. Damn oh, it. it's fine. I'm going to drop it in at a random point during the podcast. <laughs> so let's talk about the weekend games and the six o'clock kickoffs, starting off with uh, one of the most intriguing matchups of the weekend. The 6-2 and two New Orleans Saints, uh, who are on a six-game winning streak, going to Buffalo. We've had 10 ga- days to prepare for this game after losing to the Jets on Thursday night football. The Saints go into this, they've on that six-game winning streak, but the last five have all been against teams who are now under 500. So in theory, bad football teams. Um, 
this feels like a real test for both of these teams. Maybe not playoff credentials. I think we really fancy at least New Orleans, the playoff team now. But certainly about whether or not they they really are as good as we, we thought they might be over the last few weeks. Anyone jump in? Get yeah, in. you're absolutely right. I mean, I think I think we did break down this game a little bit on the last podcast. Um, so I don't think we'll do it in too much depth ultimately. But <laughs> what a start. <laughs> I... I I can see the Saints winning this game. Do you, do you, last night in Mannings, you said to, uh, to Ben, and he recorded you saying it, the Saints have zero chance of going to the Super Bowl. You literally said zero chance. So, but you believe in them enough to think they can go into Buffalo. Traditionally, outdoors, Listen, on the road, a lot of drink. in the season. Last night in Mannings, I could have said that we'll win the Super Bowl and that all listener team that I'm still getting to put together. I mean, it's me and us, mate. <laughs> we could do a team. There's 22 on the on the tour. We could easily do a team from this slot. Um, who would you boys fancy, Ollie, Simon, for this game this weekend? Do you know? What? I think I've gone for the Bills. Um, I like the fact that uh, Tyra Taylor's finally got another weapon in Kelvin Benjamin. Charles Clay could be coming back. Uh, they're big guys going up against the relatively small Saints uh, backfield. So. Yeah, but, I quite like I quite like the Bills. I mean, you guys saw the Saints last yeah. weekend, and you said Marshall and Lattimore is legit. Yeah, yeah, I like the Saints actually in this one. I think they're on it. That six-game winning streak just builds something within the building. Yeah, that which, that's what I said, and, said on the show last yeah. time. It's 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 the value of momentum in the NFL, and and you think that again, had this game come a few weeks earlier, it might have been a different outcome. But I can see the Saints ultimately getting the And they're not done. winning because of Drew Brees. They're not having to rely on him every single game to bail them out because they're getting great work from Lattimore and, you know, the, uh, uh, sorry, they're getting great work from Kamara on, on offence and defensively. Marshall Lattimore's obviously playing really well. And it's just freeing everybody else up in the front seven. And Kenny Vaccaro, as mentioned yesterday, is playing really well. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, I think the Saints will win it. Uh, if the rest of the, I, I've I've taken the bills at home, um, but I like all of your reasoning, Simon. Uh, Vikings. Where have you taken the bills at home? What? Where oh, on gridiron-magazine.com on the Pickham game, which Matthew Sherry is currently absolutely nailing it. I'm, I'm still so, cheating. What? Well, I think Will started investigating, <laughs> me, hasn't he? So that's put that theory to bed at least. Um, but I think I'm now joined by somebody else at the top who it was somebody different, and then. I still didn't go top. Well, that was fascinating. Either way, that was a great story, mate. <laughs> well, <laughs> the worst story ever. <laughs> so it. Uh, Ollie, tell us about when you went to Chipotle Airport. No, don't. Uh, Minnesota Vikings going to Washington. I think this is the other really intriguing game from the six o'clock kickoffs, and I'm going to throw over to Matt Sherry. Yeah, I mean, Washington were given new life, really, by their victory over Seattle and I don't think that's a game anybody thought they'd win particularly in Seattle so th- this to me is is a game between two teams who have been as impressive as any team in the NFL this year and Washington have been really good they've been really unfortunate with injuries and they now have two losses to Philadelphia on the as, as kind of blots on their copybook as it were but ultimately they're still right around 500 at the minute. They've played well all year. So you could see them putting a run together and maybe launching a wild card challenge. But for that to happen, they need to win this game at home against a very good good Minnesota Vikings team. I, I, 
I don't know. I, Washington, they didn't click on offense at all, even when they went and got a win. And that would be my concern against a Vikings defense who do all the simple stuff absolutely brilliantly. They've been playing together. Uh, and nobody on that starting lineup hasn't been with the team for at least three years. I, I just think the Vikings defense is going to be too good for Washington, even in their building. That's why I'd take Minnesota. Case Keenum actually has t- done a really good job. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. activated this week, but won't be backing him up uh, this weekend. Uh, but uh, they are pretty confident he'll be throwing passes this season. With Sam Bradford going on IR as well. I, I don't know. I, I really like Minnesota, even though they've got a really tough run of games coming up to kind of go on a bit of a run. Who have you taken, Simon? I think uh, I think the Vikings will win, and I think they'll win defensively because I, much like the Saints, I think you look at Xavier Rhodes and Harrison Smith, and they are Lattimore and Vaccaro. Um, obviously, Smith is a far better player than Kenny Vaccaro, but you know Xavier Rhodes is playing as well as any corner in the NFL. Um, and I think whilst it'll be a good game, I think that uh, the Vikings have enough to shut them down. Although, you know, Case Keenum is due a return. A Case to, Keenum uh, game, yeah. He's due a return to <laughs> mediocrity fairly soon. So, you know, um, you can't rule that out of the equation. But I would say I would take the Vikings. Ollie? I think I've got the Vikings as well. Maybe yeah. for all of those reasons. I like their front seven. <laughs> well, at least their, their defensive line. Yeah, um, I really like those guys. Field goal for Stanford. It's now twenty to fourteen. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm enjoying that, having. Uh, if, um, I, I'm really sorry that I doubted the live college updates because honestly, it's, it's, it's is really lending well, something else to the podcast. It's interesting. You've got uh, you've got quite a few NFL prospects in this game. You've got a Heisman Trophy candidate potentially in Bryce Love, Stanford running back, and you've got you know. Vita Vea, the defensive tackle of Washington, who's likely to be a first-round pick. So there's, uh, there's some quality players in this. And uh, if Stanford win, it would be a bit of a shock, It right? would be a shock, because Washington are the ninth-ranked team in the nation only lost <laughs> once already this season. So, well done, Ollie, man. You've got them back all the time. It's, uh, it's great to see somebody perform the, the actual job of presenter on right, this show, instead of just randomly talking. And an interesting stuff. quarterback prospect in Jake Browning, who 18 months ago you'd have said was, was heading for you know a fairly high draft pick and has, has kind of flattered to deceive a little bit, but playing well tonight, certainly. So. so if you are listening to this and are interested... Go back on ESPN Player and listen again. Yeah, beautiful. Or watch just again. Listen, just go and listen to the radio commentary again. <laughs> yeah. I'd love the idea of someone to go and do that. Um, let's rattle through some of the other six o'clock games in relatively uh, brief time uh, because it is late. Bengals, three and five, go to the five and three Tennessee Titans. Titans are top of the AFC South alongside the Jags, but I think the difference between the Titans and the Jags for me at the moment, I, I, I was trying to think about it um, the Jags have had a lot of really impressive performances. None of their wins have been by less than 16 points. But the Titans, they had that one great win over the Seahawks. And then outside of that, there was the three-point overtime win over the Browns. There was oh, the great uh, win against the Jaguars as well, didn't they? Oh, they did. Have, actually, to, to be fair, there are a couple. I was trying to think of the impressive Titans wins that really singled them out. Because they are joint at the top of the division, and a lot of us seem to be assuming that the Jags are going to go out and steamroller it. They've got the Chargers at home this weekend. I kind of combine these two games together. I think we both. I think most will fancy the the home teams. They're the favourites at home. But who do? You, how do you think that AFC South shakes out, boys? Oh, it's hard to predict. It's really tough to call these games. Titans Jags week seventeen. By the way. Could we see an AFC South game flexed into Sunday night football? No, because I don't think the Titans are good enough. I don't think they are either. I don't think their defence is good enough ultimately. In fact, their coaching staff is a disgrace. And 
that escalated so quickly from yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure it's a disgrace no but I mean it is I mean this they've got maybe the best of the young quarterbacks and are trying to run a, a 1950s offense that really doesn't suit them in any way shape or form it's and and it's all well and good being that ball control running team but the other element of playing that way is having a great defense and the Titans don't and I mean, is Dick LeBeau, has he lost his touch? I think maybe he has. I mean, the guy's about 100 years old, so at some point it, it, it is going to happen. I like to think that maybe it hasn't, but who knows? That certainly seems to be the case. And and, and ultimately, it's not a hugely talented defence either. Um, but I, I just think, if I'm a Titans fan, it's a double-edged sword this season because part of me would want to just lose a few games, get rid of Malarkey go and get a Josh McDaniels or somebody like that, a guy who actually really likes Mariota apparently, and, and potentially you can build something. Josh again. McDaniels coach? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't get the ding ready. My bad. <laughs> um, I, I, I fancy the Jags and Titans both to get home wins. Uh, the Jags have really set up well to beat the Chargers. Oh, I uh, think the Chargers of... might win that game. Do you fancy it? Yeah, the Chargers have been playing really well the last few weeks, and, and ultimately could have given the Patriots more trouble in the one game they've lost of the last five as well. I mean, their defence still played really well in that game and and I could see both teams shutting each other down but ultimately I would back Philip Rivers even as he enters towards the retirement home phase of his career over Blake Bortles. Can I, I, I kind of feel like the Jags' run game is set up to try and stop that pass rush a bit, which is the most dangerous thing that the Chargers have got. That's the only reason I, I kind of fancy the Jags. Yeah, and Melvin Ingram is playing at such a high level this season, really is for the for the Chargers. Can I just go back to Tennessee and just mention the play of Kevin Byard, the, the safety that they Absolutely. got? Absolutely. They drafted from... Isn't he, isn't he leading the league in Yeah, I think so. The guy, they took him at the top of the third round uh, last year. The guy from Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, so small school kid. Local kid has just come in and had an absolute, you know, he's had an all-pro season uh, safety for them. Not just the interceptions. But I think five picks in the last two games, I think he's the, only the fifth player in NFL history to have five picks in, in two games. So he's playing really, really well and, and helping those corners, Adoree Jackson and, you know, the rest of that secondary kind of settling. He's playing at a really, really high level. But I still have real significant question marks about the Titans and their coaching philosophy shall we say beautiful um jets bucks uh, very, Ollie, i feel like i haven't talked for a while i don't like it but i'm gonna throw it back to these guys because they saw the buccaneers live last weekend and so i did some hosting what's your problem i saw the buccaneers i'm you taking, saw the buccaneers I'm live taking last jags weekend. and titans by the way <laughs> <laughs> that was great work that's the best part of the podcast. He does, <laughs> he does have clammy hands. It's almost like he's been doing something with them in his, in his room. The Jets are favourites to go 5-5 five and five this weekend. We say it every week, but it's amazing what a turnaround they've had and what we expect this weekend. Anything you saw from Tampa Bay last week at all? Nothing, nothing. They've they thrown in the, the towel. And it's I, over. I, I, think they, I think Dirk Cutter, is in, we said it yesterday, is in big trouble because it looked like a team that wasn't playing for him. Ill-disciplined, no quarterback now. Nobody wants to see the Amish rifle anymore. And Doug Martin can't get going. Deshaun Jackson had a really disappointing season. OJ Howard has played fine, but you know, defensively, they look terrible in the secondary. Deshaun Watson has been the one. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's been the one that 
is just mind-boggling how he's fallen off it's cliff. just not worked. Oh, Mark Evans hasn't had a great season either. No, he hasn't, especially when he was so amazing last year, like incredible, and everybody thought that it was oh, the perfect fumble. compliment. But let's let's throw it to Simon Clancy to tell us. Well, I think that's a stand for ball. Stand for ball. Oh, it's there it is. Ball. It is. Wow. Start. Oh, oh. streams frozen. <laughs> oh, it's oh, back. back as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely stand for ball though. The highs and the lows. That's a, the I mean, that's a big claim. So start of the fourth quarter. Washington driving, fumble, Stanford recover. Well, they've just come back off a big thirteen-yard uh, run. It's a little inside handoff as well. As well, so oh, he might have been down. He though. might have been down. Is is there anyone we'll while, whilst it. whilst you wait and see if he was down? Is oh, there, he's is not down. It's a no. That's no, Great play. It's a great play by the big defensive tackle. Um, is there anyone not taking the Jets in this game? Who are they playing? The Bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Jets. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I'd forgotten. Um, Ollie. I'm taking the Jets. Packers Bears is on I'm Sunday the and Thursday. Well. The question was, has anyone not taken them? Oh, and nobody piped get, up. Didn't even get a chance to answer. Martellus that. Bennett, what is this nonsense that's been going on in the last oh, it's it's lunacy. 12 or 13 hours? What's, what's fascinating, though, and I was the Packers fan, but what's fascinating is every single Green Bay Packer in pretty much in history. I mean, we're just waiting for Bart Starr to get on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Every Packer in history defending the, the Doctor, aren't they? All? And yeah, Even yeah. Aaron Rodgers came out on Instagram earlier on and defended the Doctor. I mean, Martellus Bennett just seems like he's talking out of his ear. You know, he wouldn't play for... I mean, essentially, he mailed it in after Rodgers got injured. He hadn't had a good season anyway. And then once Rodgers got injured, it was almost like, can't be bothered. Can't be asked. Faked an injury. And then all of a sudden, he gets cut because he says, I can't play and I'm really badly injured. And then he passed his physical for the Patriots and he's out there <laughs> practicing today like he's bloody 24 years old. How do, you absolutely how do you feel about that, Matt Sherry? Uh, uh, it's, it's a huge dereliction of duty, isn't it? And, and I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and... and from a Patriots perspective, I'm really glad to have him back. He solves a major problem. Their red zone offense has been terrible, and I'm sure he'll help improve that. But ultimately, it doesn't really speak to him as necessarily the kind of team-first guy that you'd want in the locker room. But listen, he'll probably he knows the playbook in New England. He's perfect for the Patriots to have him back, but it's not good. And Having this could actually be terrible human being playing for the Patriots yeah, by the way. Yeah, who would have thought? Um, <laughs> this this Literally could be easy. the best thing that's happened to Green Bay since Aaron Rodgers went down. It could really bring them all That's really bleak, isn't it? Ollie, no, come on. It's no, over, mate. Well, no, what I'm just saying is it brings them it's all together. Gonna, it's, it's not going to teach Brett Hudley how to, it's not. how to stand in the pocket. And it's not going to teach Mike McCarthy had to call plays. And it's not going to teach Dom Capers to suddenly be able to have to coach that, a defence. Demarius Randall came out and said that your defence was so predictable. I mean, that's a fairly yeah. big, strong statement for which, which is Which is great, player. given how predictable the offence is as well. well yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, but also, you know, we, you know, we all have our opinions, oh, almost a Stanford touchdown, we all have, our, all have our opinions of Mike McCarthy and what he's doing and how good a coach he is you know, if you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation uh, and how that offense is, uh, or struggles with Rodgers, let alone without him. But Brett Hundley missed a lot of throws yeah. the other night. A lot of he had a lot of open receivers. He was late on balls. He didn't, you know, didn't 
just bite the bullet and, and make the big throws in the big moment. So, you know, it's easy to blame McCarthy and he's a fairly easy target currently. But at but the end of the day, he has to take some of the blame for that because he's the guy who's been coaching him for three 100%. years. He's ultimately the guy, I mean, who generally has had a great reputation of working with quarterbacks and certainly done a lot of good things. But he's ultimately the guy who will have decided that Brett Hundley is the viable good backup quarterback and, and we're seeing that he probably isn't. Great play the devalue of that competition, yeah. uh, that position, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, great play by Keyshawn Bierra there, uh, the Washington middle linebacker, because Stanford were driving for a touchdown to probably put this game away, you know, put Washington in big trouble, but they're set up for a field goal, so hopefully it'll be 23-14. Uh, give us the live update on the field goal as it goes through or not, please, Simon. Um, Packers-Bears is the game this weekend and uh, does anyone think that uh, Brett Hundley lent Packers. No, I'm going do Packers. Anything. I'm going Packers. I think they could win four out of the next five games. Field goal is good, by the way, so it's 23 14. What? Yes, that's what they do. I do. You look at, I mean, we talked about this the other night. I, can't, I haven't got it on me, but. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Clancy's a, a closet Packers fan. <laughs> it's the most ambitious 4 and 1 I've ever seen. I mean, it really isn't. It really uh, isn't. It would be. Talk about yourself, and I'll tell you. Yeah, I can tell you who they've got there at the Bears. Win. Home to the Ravens. W- win. Oh, a little bit of hesitation. Two uh, losses. At the Steelers. Lose. Lose. Uh, and three. Ho- home to the Bucks. Win. I mean, walk win. over. And at the Browns. Oh, my goodness. Win. I mean, so, they could be four and one. I mean, I, I, three, I, even three and two, uh, and they're uh, right back in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to take them to be. How, I'm uh, take uh, them who, to are be gonna, who are they going to lose to? They'll lose to the Bears. They'll lose the next two. Names. They won't. They will lose. The Ravens will beat won't. them as well. Tariq Cohen. They won't lose the Bears, or the Ravens, (laughs) or the Browns, or the Buccaneers. You're right there, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. I am Clint. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it said Nolly over the edge. That's a forever sound drop. That's never going away. I wanted to be clear on that. Uh, So you're taking the Packers. I am. It sounds like everyone else is taking the Bears, including the Packers fan. Correct. <laughs> I am Clint. <laughs> Put it on again. Oh. I am Clint. <laughs> I love him so much. I love Clint. Jador. Um, there's two more games being played at six o'clock on Sunday. Both of them. We're still have only a, on the six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, we're nearly done. I really want to we're go nearly to bed. Um, the. Uh, both teams have a 10-point favourite. So I'll just ask you all, does anyone want to talk about any talking points from Lions, Browns or Steelers at Colts? Uh, anyone? No. No. Lions will win. Browns are a disgrace. Steelers will win. Who are they playing? The, at Colts. the Colts. Steelers will win. So let's move on and talk about the evening kickoffs and the game that we're going to, of course, the Dallas Cowboys at the Atlanta Falcons without, uh, without Ezekiel Elliott. The favourite in this game has swung from the Cowboys being a three-point favourite to the Falcons being a three-point favourite pretty much overnight. Um, it's one of those games where Dak Prescott has to put on the big boy pants and show us that he really is the, the quarterback that people think he is. I mean, I'm excited you know, to see... He is, a, he is a, you know, less I'm not saying he's, you know, he's not Brett Hundley, but, you know, he's a good, he's a good to really good quarterback. But these are the moments now where we're really going to find out exactly what he's made of. And, and that's with the disappointment of Zeke going down. I'm really, that's like the element of the game. I'm really Absolutely. excited to see how Dak Prescott puts that together. And I think we will see that. And Yeah, I do too. I, I don't think the Falcons' offense has been fixed in any way. I think they're awful. And the Cowboys, with Sean Lee as the fulcrum of that defense... Uh, Great use of fulcrum, by nice. the way. Uh, 
utterly. Yeah, this that. time of night, when we're all knackered and got to be up in like six and a half hours to go to LSU. Exactly. That was great work. So, I think the Cowboys will will go into that big dome and and beat beat on them and beat on them really hard. Do you wow. Think? wow. 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 Yeah, That's I really cool. do. I mean, the Falcons are one and four in their last five games and on a bit of a slide and losing. They've lost a, a number of games where they've had double-digit leads recently, and that's I you think know. The Cow- I think the Cowboys will still win. Um, I yeah, I think I'm I'm going Cowboys as well. Well, even without Ezekiel Elliott. Cowboys. Are we all Cowboys all round? What a surprise! Um, you just swore again. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really wanted more work to do after we. Uh, I'm so sorry. Finished. Uh, yeah, let's talk about um, Texans Rams. Wow, this looked like a good game a couple of weeks ago. Now, not so much. Yeah. Also, the, not worth talking. The about. Texans were not great at the weekend. So sad, isn't it? Rams. Uh, Rams no, will absolutely. They're eleven point favourites. It could be. An, it could be another seven. forty point jobby. Because that Houston secondary looks absolutely terrible. You've gone from fulcrum to jobby in the space of two minutes. Uh, it could be. Could be forty-five. The is so ten. Something here has made my hand almost fall off. This is. This is one. There's been a few of these the last couple of weeks. Games where you look at it and think, oh, oh what a game that would have been. But if. <laughs> it's just great, great, great point. Uh, oh, that's the best thing you've said all day. Well. <laughs> Bringing it back. And you've said a lot of things and, today. And guess what? <laughs> and guess what? The, uh, the late, late game. The, uh, no, the, not the late, late game. The other of the late games is Giants at 49ers. One of the worst games in the last hundred years. I think this, honestly... <laughs> The, honestly, they should play it in Syria. <laughs> if we did, <laughs> welcome back to the Gridiron Show. Will's just embarrassed himself. We can't tell you why, but it was absolutely it's one of the it's one of the worst things ever. <laughs> it's literally one. But of the worst getting back to Giants Forty ers if we did a thing where we wrote down on a piece of, piece of paper how many points total points we think could be scored, I'm going to pull a Clint a zip zero. <laughs> shall, I tell you, shall I tell you who's going to win this game? Tie. No, Evan Engram. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Fair. I love that guy. It's a great shout. Shall I tell you so much, and there's nothing, nothing in that for you. It's Garoppolo. Shall I tell play? you what needs to happen? We well, don't know if Garoppolo's going to play because they he's been taking some snaps with the first team this what's week. The point? But Carl Shannon's talks about him as if he's not going to play at all. It's, it's odd. Garoppolo could throw left-handed and still be better than beat hard. <laughs> beat hard. That's not going to have to surely. That's. That's borderline. <laughs> We've been calling him that on the podcast for weeks. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot of fulcrum behind that name. Uh, yeah. can, can I just say, if, if San Francisco keep playing the way they have the last couple of weeks, questions need to start being asked about Carl Shanahan. It's been confirmed that B. Hardy is starting, by the way. So we're just not talking about that. No, I'm just letting you know it's been confirmed. But their defence has played well a lot of the year, and yet... I mean, they should be winning some games. I mean, they're on eight. I think, I think that I think they will win this weekend. I think the Forty Nine ers will win. I think they But I don't. I'm. That's you know, not going one and nine isn't really yeah. something to scream from the rooftops about. There are a couple of uh, well, there's one good game of left of the two uh, remaining. No, there's not actually. Do you know what? Sunday night football, another but if game. The Patriots at the Broncos. The Broncos' offense in the last few weeks. What's has the been but if in this game? If John dreadful. Elway was playing, yeah. <laughs> if if the Broncos' offense was able to, uh, to not turn the ball over. The first few weeks, actually, 
I thought that um, the quarterback in Denver, Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Oh, I really wanted you to let him hang on that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh. Uh, just what? I... <laughs> um, what is Jake Do Browning doing? This is that's an absolute disgrace. That's how you go undrafted. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go. Um, so yeah, I, I sorry. First few weeks of the season, Trevor Simeon looked good enough that Ollie, who had doubted Trevor Simeon in the biggest way of anyone I know, uh, said, I think I've changed my opinion on him. And then he's been terrible the last couple of weeks. Ever since we released a piece about him in the magazine, (laughs) he's been awful. (laughs) Great. How's Terry and Matthew? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What's happened? Trying to think of who else. Gronk has been been really good. Who's on the next magazine? uh, It's a lot of stories from this great tour so it's not going to be any NFL stuff right? okay okay great so Patriots Broncos what do you reckon oh the bloody Patriots Patriots all one. Patriots easily uh, although although don't yeah. forget Tom Brady has been drinking uh, Julian Edelman's urine for his new book <laughs> and his muscles are so plyometric that if he bends if somebody falls on him his ACL will ping back into shape to his this is literally exactly the same during the last week. And it'll be the it same really one is. next time as well. <laughs> um, uh, the only thing is that the Broncos' defence uh, and, and its pass rush is great and has caused Tom Brady uh, a lot of issues. I still think the Patriots will win because the Broncos won't score points. But that, that, that is still an defense, element of Broncos the Broncos' defence, though, has not been great no, it's in not. the last couple of weeks. It's fallen off a cliff a little bit. I mean, Marcus Cannon, the right tackle for the Patriots, is out. So that's a, that's a significant blow. But... The only, the only, the only way I think it could be a good game is if the Broncos, because it's Brady and the Patriots, their defense actually checks back in for for one week. But we'll say I think we'll know by the the middle of the first quarter. It's pretty deflating to think that we're going to have either Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, or, or um, Brock Brock Osweiler. Well, I mean, it looks like it will be most Osweiler. likely Osweiler. Yeah, it's, I think it is Osweiler. I think that's been confirmed. Um, Dolphins, Panthers are nine point favorites in this, and I think that's. Maybe slightly disrespectful to how much better the Dolphins were last Sunday than I expected them to be, to be honest. I, I kind of... The, the offensive play calling looked a lot better. Jay Cutler had a good game. Could he play um, well, didn't Cutty he? played well. And unable to... Kind of unable to finish drives. In the, Stupid penalties. Missed opportunities Stupid left, penalties. right and centre. But I, I think I, the Panthers' defence is great. Yeah, number one, the in the, number one in the league. Dolphins' offence, 31st in the league. And, and I think that's what it'll come down to. Yeah, it's number think, one in yards, I think it is. Yeah, it? and... and I listened to Adam Gaze's press conference today and he was talking about the, the threat that McCaffrey, you know, and, and you look what Jared Cook did against Kiko Alonso last week. The boon for the Dolphins this week is they get TJ McDonald back, who was absolutely brilliant for us in camp, brilliant in preseason, served the eight-game suspension, uh, and Gaze has been eulogising about him ever since he arrived in the building. They gave him a one-year contract and then they ripped that up and gave him a four-year, $25 million deal. So um, that'll be the interesting thing, but I can't see anything but a Carolina win here. Alas. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. It's all good. It's, it, we'll still have a great time. We're still going to have a great time will. at that game. Of course we uh, will. And I'm actually, it's one stadium that I've never really thought about going to particularly. But actually, I'm really excited to go there. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Monday night, under the lights. The first time I've ever been to a Monday night football game. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, me too. Great work, guys. I've been to Monday night football before. This, this podcast oh, went from God, being... It's like being... <laughs> so well, it's on the way to <laughs> This podcast has gone from being at the very top of the show... It was this is incredibly energetic, uh, to the most laconic, laid back, but I still think quite good. I think you should have a nice nap, Will. chat. 
<laughs> Can I just go to sleep? Is that all right? I'm going to edit this up and get this out there. Uh, touchdown trips are our best friends and you should check them out and definitely do a tour with them. And like Simon said, we are looking at doing potentially uh, the kind of NFC North triumvirate with some college teams next season. So definitely at least get your interest registered with Ben and the team. We're at Gridiron on Twitter. Put out a, a video from the um, from the game tonight uh, at Zachary High School and we'll have a bunch of interviews and stuff. I really want to talk about that experience at a later date when we've done the next podcast because that audios are kind of a little bit timeless for the next week or so so we will talk about a lot about that um but because genuinely it was one of my favorite experiences of covering a game getting to be down on the sidelines seeing the hits up close i had a great time christ on a bike <laughs> that wasn't me that time. That was the big baby. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Right. Go have a sleep. Cheers, lads. Ollie, anything? Any final thoughts? Stop touching. Stop throwing them around. You could have put. Really you could have pulled them down. Ollie, any final thoughts, mate? Uh, I'm so tired. Let's go to bed. Go Great to bed. stuff. Good work. Thank you, Simon. Enjoy the end of this game. Uh, have a good one, buddies. Uh, and we, we'll see you in the morning because we're going to come and drop the podcast equipment off before we leave. So um, I'll see you about seven-ish anyway. And uh, have a great time at East Mississippi, etc. Okay. Lots of love. Thank you for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show.